0: Well, good day, and welcome to another episode here of the Disaster Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Davis, the Pod Medic, and we've got a special uh, update episode here for, from the field for you. Um, we've got, got Dr. Joe Holly on from Kentucky, where he and Tennessee Task Force One have been responding with the FEMA resources there, and we're going to talk with Joe about that. We've also got Becky the Pod One on to talk about some of the emergency management concerns and some of the uh, weather-related st- situations that they've been dealing with there, including some pretty extreme heat. So without much ado, let's jump in and um, bring Joe on. Joe, uh, glad to hear from you. I know it's been a a long, what, week and a half, two weeks already, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been about a week and a half here so far.
0: So give us a rundown of um, what happened um, from when you started arriving with your team and what you saw. I know I posted on the Facebook group uh, shared the photos that Tennessee Task Force One had shared. Um, just looking at the, you know, the 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 people and the myriad of people and pets and and just situations you guys seem to be running into.
1: Yeah, it's been a, a lot of, uh, you know, I think everybody uh, Tennessee as well as the other uh, federal teams uh, that are in theater here, all uh, engaged with uh, a lot of the local uh, assets. Uh, and uh, were, uh, you know, pretty aggressively got after uh, search activities. Uh, this part of the country, lots of tall peaks and very narrow valleys with, uh, you know, small creeks that run at the bottom of them. A lot of people living along those waterways, um, and, uh, and uh, you know that the, those waterways were overwhelmed, you know, 20, 30 feet out of their banks, um, which of course carried a lot of people downstream very quickly. Uh, and that was the primary source of, uh, a lot of the damage as well as uh, loss of life and missing, et cetera. So, um, you know, a lot of what the teams have been doing is searching those areas, uh, literally running those, uh, uh creeks, uh, and, uh, all the, the surrounding areas in search of uh, missing and and lost folks. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we had completed most of the pretty fast rescue work fairly early. Uh, We spent some time uh, completing searches uh, and doing a lot of data collection on, uh, you know, damage assessments and passability of roadways and power lines. You know damage and uh, just sort of assessing uh, hospital capabilities and the uh, abilities of the local uh, resources, whether that was, uh, you know, responding to 911 calls, search, rescue, that kind of thing, as well as just, um, you know, the standard day to day needs of the community as far as food and water and shelter and that sort of stuff. So, um, that took us several more days. Um, and, uh, obviously, you know, the national guard's been engaged in doing some aircraft, uh, searches as well as rescue work. Um, we're currently, um, have sort of pulled the teams back. Everybody's kind of in a, uh, rest up, get all our equipment squared away, um, and be ready to go back to work. Um, the, the current concern is, uh, um, lots of uh, pretty heavy weather is expected in the next uh, 36 hours or so, and uh, because the local resources are already stretched pretty thin, um, the, uh, the, the federal resources are uh, staging in the area in case there's additional need for uh, help uh, to the local communities.
0: So just kind of pulling the team back. What's um, the status of the team? Have you been able to keep everyone healthy and and in good shape um, throughout the the? I know there's been some extreme heat situations, and, and and of course the rescues themselves have situations involved with them as well.
1: Yeah, uh, great question. So uh, yes, the team is the team is doing very well. Um, as are the other teams. I actually visited uh, a couple of the other task forces today, and um, they. Uh, uh, seem to be doing quite well. Uh, Most everybody has been pulled back to to some nicer accommodations so they can get uh, um, uh, better rest uh, and um, food and, you know, get equipment cleaned up and clothes washed and and that sort of stuff. So uh, the the dogs seem to be holding up pretty well. Uh, Everybody is pretty well sheltered out of uh, uh, high heat stress and that sort of stuff. So it's been a good opportunity for uh, the teams to to refurbish themselves and be prepared to go back to work, uh, you know, as soon as a request comes in.
0: And we've got Becky DePodwin on with us. Um, and Becky, maybe um, you can give us an update on that weather that Joe's talking about that might be coming in in the next day and a half or so.
2: Yeah, it's unfortunately not been a great pattern between the, the heat and additional rainfall. So, Sort of like a good news, bad news. Um it's been obviously really, really hot. There's been a lot of power outages. That's I think exacerbated a lot of these recovery efforts and placed, you know, undue stress and burden on people who may be without a home, without a roof, um, things like that. So the good news is that there are a couple of cold fronts that are gonna be coming through uh late this week. The bad news is that over the next day or two, today's Tuesday, so basically tonight, Wednesday. Um, and then into Thursday, there's a stalled kind of stationary front that's basically just draped right over Kentucky. Um, and so that just means continued chances for rain. Um, the NWS office um, in, I forget which office, it might be, it's not Paducah, um, Louisville, Kentucky, categorizes uh, some of this as like monsoonal type flow, which just means you're gonna get these really, really heavy downpours um, scattered. Who knows where they're going to set up exactly but that can lead to additional isolated flash flooding uh especially across any you know drive driver beds urban areas um and then as sh- i'm sure joe can attest to the soil in much of the region is already completely saturated there is no other place for excess water to go um so you get any of these you know showers thunderstorms that can produce uh you know an inch of rain even a half an inch of rain in you know a half hour 30 minutes and that's going to cause a, a additional flooding but the good news is that by late this week the those fronts will have pushed through which will diminish both those high temperatures um and and get the rain fully out of there so by by Friday and this weekend it's it's looking clearer and cooler
0: so that's a, that's a lot to kind of keep your eyes open for i guess joe you know you, if it's going to be here or there you you really don't know when or where you'll be deployed to from from your stationary locations i guess
1: uh, that is correct. Yeah. The teams are sort of scattered all around the area, uh, so that we, you know, we, we hope to be close by in, uh, in case of need and <laughs> excuse me, as, as, as you just heard, uh, you know, the chances here, I think are going to be sort of flash flood kind of stuff with, uh, local, very heavy rainfall that pushes these, uh, streams and rivers back out of their banks again, especially as folks try to get into recovery mode. And, uh, take care of their uh, property and possessions, et cetera. Uh, so we're we're on the ready in case a call comes in and uh, able to respond fairly quickly uh, to help out the locals if, if the need arises.
0: What's the status of the local responders? I mean, obviously, you guys have pulled back to kind of rest and refurbish for a little bit. Um, how are they holding up?
1: Uh, they are working very hard. Um, a lot of volunteer uh, fire EMS, uh, et cetera, in the community. Uh, the state has a lot of regional and state resources uh, in here, assisting as well, National Guard and Kentucky State Police and that kind of stuff. Um, a, a lot of uh, uh, wildland forestry officers um, and that sort of stuff as well, and we've seen an awful lot of... Um, i I don't know if it's contract or sort of where it's coming from but an awful lot of uh, folks flowing into the area for uh utility restoration road clearing uh bridge assessment and and reconstruction and that kind of stuff there's an awful lot of uh bridges in this uh, community uh, and the surrounding communities just because there's so many of these small small creeks and rivers that folks have to cross over to get to their property so uh, Going to be an awful lot of work in in that regard, uh, and I think that the uh, you know the local uh, outpouring of support amongst uh, the citizenry in general for clothing and food and uh, shelter and all that sort of stuff has has really been heartwarming to see uh, and, and uh, very robust. So uh, it's a it looks like a wonderful community of folks that are really stepping up to help each other out.
2: Becky,
0: do you have any specific questions you'd like to ask Joe about what's he what he's going or what's going on there
2: um i you know I was curious what the the combination of the heat plus the the ongoing rescues has looked like from a like a response standpoint um Have you been able to see how like the Red Cross has handled that like other cooling shelters that are you know, kind of in conjunction with displaced shelters. What are they doing for people who maybe even for you guys, right? Who are you know working out in this in the heat and humidity? How is that being handled?
1: Yeah, uh, you're you're right on target with that. There's there are quite a few cooling shelters around. Uh, there's quite a bit of um, you know we're we're really pushing our folks to maintain uh, self awareness of their their heat, uh, you know, et cetera folks have plenty of water uh work rest cycles and that kind of stuff um are are clearly very important here but i I, it's not been quite as bad the last couple of days as this uh uh, front that you mentioned earlier is pushed through and the the next one rolling in it's definitely hot and muggy out there today uh but thankfully we're we're able to lay back a little bit and and regenerate so that uh, if the call comes back in the next day or so we're ready to go again
0: any word, Joe, on the, the length of deployment that you guys are looking at i mean you've been out, you've been out for what two weeks now, so it's it's, a, it's already cu- turning into a longer deployment than you might ordinarily go on
1: yeah we, we anticipate currently uh, that we'll be here probably till the end of the week uh, with the hope that uh, uh, you know the, the rains that come in are not as impactful as the, the past ones have been, uh, and that things will uh, uh, settle down enough and, uh, the locals will be able to, uh, meet all the needs, uh, to get us out of here by the weekend.
0: Any kind of unique, uh, medical situations that have presented themselves that, you know, you've seen, um, you know, coming up uh, as a result of these, um, these, uh, situations with the, the, the rescued people or the responders?
1: Uh, I think the real challenge here uh, is we've had uh, an awful lot of exposure to water, uh, particularly fairly contaminated water, um, that uh, has resulted in some uh, GI illness, uh, thankfully brief. Uh, For a few responders, uh, the dogs have had uh, quite a few episodes of uh, some musculoskeletal injuries just because the, the... They're really working through some very heavy underbrush, uh, you know, washes from these creeks, strainers where there's piles of debris and all that kind of stuff as the dogs try to get through all that. And then, uh, of course, being in the water a lot. So uh, skin-related stuff and some GI issues with the dogs as well.
0: Um, Becky, any final thoughts before we let Joe go? Because I wanted to keep this brief and just kind of get a quick update.
2: I think we covered a lot in 15 minutes. Um, I just wish you continued good luck, Joe, and I hope that the the cool down here for the rest of this week uh, is is welcome relief as you guys continue to provide support down there.
1: Thanks so much. I'm going to hold you personally responsible.
2: (laughs) I mean, by Friday, by Friday, it should be. It should feel much nicer. But, you know, hopefully the rain the next couple of days isn't too bad.
0: I hope not. I appreciate it. Well, Joe, thanks for being available for a quick update. Um, It it is important to kind of get these out to the the, um, listeners and um, stay safe yourself. Keep your team safe, as I know you will, and um, safe travels home when the time comes.
1: Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. You guys take care, and I'll talk to you soon.
0: And as always, I want to thank Dr. Joe Hawley and the team at Paragon Medical Education Group, um, which is what he does on the other side of things uh, when he's not responding with the Tennessee Task Force One uh, USAR team. Um, We want to thank him for his continued support of bringing um, the disaster podcast to you and Um, making himself available when he's on these deployments on the road um, to call in and uh, give us some of the uh, the on-the-field, on-the-ground updates um, from wherever he is deployed. So we appreciate that. Um, I want to remind you to check out everything that they offer as far as educational resources. Um, You can check them out at paragonmedicalgroup.com or head over to ParagonMedEDU on Twitter And, of course, you can always reach out to Dr. Joe through our Facebook group at the Disaster Podcast Facebook group. So, um, without further ado, I'll just go ahead and clear out, and um, we'll have a regular episode later on this week for you. But I wanted to make sure we got this update out since Joe's been deployed for going on two weeks now. So, um, hope everybody else out there stays safe and uh, stays cool if you're in warmer climates. And uh, we'll be back with more from the Disaster Podcast soon.